0: You should see my kids When this song comes on It's It's amazing So good Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast Here with Brian Harr, You heard his voice Episode 105 Brian Man Running through them and think about like, and, and I mean, cause this is kind of for real. Cause I mean, this is a, I mean, this was a product of the super flex super show, but think about if you added these to that feed as well. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I, we're, we're like getting old literally as we're doing these shows, <laughs> as yeah. we're doing these shows, they've been going long enough now where it's like, yeah, when we started this, I was a young whippersnapper.
0: Like, dude. <laughs> no, but seriously, like and and i don't want to at all get political I, I really don't but um as a reminder to like how long some of this has been going on like i remember talking to people uh, like within the industry like some we'll just say some donald trump stuff with people that i knew then that <laughs> and it's just kind of like a time stamp like wow so four years like in just certain areas whether i mean not necessarily this show here but just doing fantasy football and pushing and this grind. And I mean, that's, that's a minimal just from like the conversations I remember with people that there's no way I would have known if we weren't doing this.
1: Right. Yeah, no. And, and you know, the, the, the old saying, right. Time flies when you're having fun. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, it's so true. And it, it applies so well here, uh, with, with this show and, and with, um, you know, being a part of the fantasy community and and being an analyst and a podcaster and all of that. So, um,
0: trying to tell crazy. you what we think with yeah. <laughs> importance, putting our stamp on things. Yes. Um. So we've got some public nervous announcements. Speaking of stamps, yeah. Cool. And um, then we we're gonna do studs versus studs for sure. And uh, man, when we get to studs for duds, I want to talk a little bit more. About a couple things. Because I think we had a couple interesting things that happened. Like, spoiler alert, like, we all got zero last week. So nobody won. Yeah. But I think there were a couple things that worth talking about that just kind of... The point of the game, like, we're doing this as a friendly competition on the show. But the point of the game is to also show how these duds can still be viable in your flex spot. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I don't want to get away from that as we kick each other's butts... (laughs) <laughs> so, man. So the Denver Broncos um, Br- brutal, brutal. Did you think? Do you think we're going to see Blake Bortles? Like uh, that's probably not the best way to start this, but it just makes me think because we've got this list here of just the way the first few weeks have gone, and it- it's a rotisserie of quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I do. I think we're going to see him. Um, I know John. Uh, John Hogue, our, our colleague, he believes we're going to see him, uh, and he's a Broncos fan. He's, you know, tied in to that organization and what they're doing a, a little bit better than just the average fan. But um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see Bortles. I think it's going to be Blake Bortles' time in Denver here, uh, and at least for a few weeks um, until Drew Locke gets healthy. Um, but yeah, it's it's what a what a crazy. I mean, when you think about Blake Bortles, too, right? So he like yeah. he comes in, he's he comes in the league, he's drafted super high by Jacksonville, and like he had some fantasy years that weren't terrible, right? I mean, yeah, he was yeah. pretty decent at times. Uh, I mean, fantasy-
0: he he made Allen Robinson a, a wide receiver one to us right away. Like I remember paying up for Allen Robinson his second year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, and then he moves on uh, or Jacksonville moves on I guess from him and it's like backup roles and he's kind of like you know, you don't hear about him for a couple mm-hmm. of years really. He was with the Rams now, last
0: year, right? And didn't right, yeah, I don't think he played.
1: Right. No, I think he might have played in like one game or something like that. But yeah, no, not not didn't didn't see any real time um in, in terms of, you know, fantasy so, and now all of a sudden he shows up in Denver and the situation looks yucky outside of, I mean, Drew Locke, obviously, you know, there's some promise there, but he gets hurt and he, you know, they bring in Bortles and I think he's going to play. I really do. And then yeah. I don't know how, I don't, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I don't expect much from Bortles, you know, on a regular basis. Um, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens i don't know i, I do think he's going to play though i yeah, think they're going to throw him out there and just doesn't not seem like wreck. they would
0: sign him to play Brett Rippon. right exactly um now it, 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 uh, i'm sure you've talked to him before but i mean this this does make me think of Mark Schofield i won't lie yep and uh and he was a he's been big into him the last couple of years so i am kind of excited to see what the kid has but again i don't think they bring Bortles in just be starting Driscoll and Brett.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I really don't either. I mean, um, I mean, you could always sign Bortles off of you know off of the waivers or whatever, or or as a free agent there. Um, so I'm not sure. You know, you didn't you wouldn't have to carry three quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams that when they're their starter you know if they're carrying three when their starter gets hurt they don't necessarily sign a third, especially. Mm-hmm if it's not going to be a long-term injury. Yeah. Um, So I guess that's one thing that makes me a little bit nervous is like, okay, is this injury to drew lock a little bit more serious than we think it is? I hope not. I mean, I, again, I think that whole organization, that team, that offense is, is, is obviously much better when he's in there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, why do you sign Bortles if you're not going to play him really? I mean, just another body. I mean, he's, he's got more of a, uh, Um, a resume he's got more of a resume than either of these other two guys Um, you know so we'll we'll see what happens with it but um, but I definitely think he's going to get a a chance to be on the field until Drew Locke comes back I mean I I don't think there's any question when Locke is healthy they're going to put him right back in there as soon as possible but
0: yeah no I know I'm with you too so but under Drew Locke like do you think that maybe if they get to that point they're not looking so good, and they they have a losing record. Um, is it worth rushing him back, or do you think they just try to? <laughs> John, do they do they tank for Trevor? <laughs> he John would love that. I
1: think um, you know he he's he's all about drafting quarterbacks until you find your your franchise guy. So if uh, if there's a possibility of, of that, you know, <laughs> then I mean if they're going to suck anyways, but I don't know. I don't think that Denver. Um, I, I don't think that I think I think as soon as Drew, they, they don't rush him back. No, they don't rush him back. They're not going to rush him back anyways. I mean, this is this is your potential franchise quarterback, um, you know, depending on how you feel about it. But I mean, the organization, I think, looks at him that way. And in such, they're not going to rush him back. Having said that, I do think they insert him into the lineup the second he's 100 percent healthy. I don't think there's any question about that, regardless of record. They could be they could not win a game uh while he's out and i think the you know it it could be seven eight weeks later they're completely out of the playoff picture when he's 100 percent healthy he's going to go back in
0: yeah i'd agree i would agree um so i think we kind of nailed that maybe try to maybe try to throw in some low ball offers i don't want to say low ball offers but some low offers i don't want you to overpay but try to get blake bortles on the cheap just in case i mean maybe you can use him a couple of weeks in your super flex leagues before drew lott comes back if you've uh suffered some injuries or if there are more i don't know but i mean what do you pay for bortles
1: third i <clears throat> yeah. think you can get them for that
0: yeah i think that's about all you should expect too on the other side of it like if you get offered a third and you don't feel like you're using bortles this year i think you should just be happy with it and not try to take advantage of the situation yep agreed Um, so really quick too, and you guys are going to be hearing a lot about this. I feel like by the time we're kicking off, not, not tomorrow night, but by Sunday, I feel like we will have a good idea of whether or not the games will be postponed back to Tuesday or Wednesday. But if not, I mean, how are you handling that?
1: Um,
0: well, it'll, it'll depend on how my commish is,
1: my commissioners are handling that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if they allow for the, for a backup player, you know, to be designated, then obviously I'm going to take advantage of that and do that. Um, in leagues where there isn't a backup player designated, I'm not playing those guys. I don't think mm-hmm. you can take the risk, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's better to get six points than zero
0: points. Right. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of how I'm approaching it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lean on my commissioners, obviously, to to make a call on that. And if they create a rule, I know Ryan McDowell um, and, and Scott Fish have been pretty vocal. On There's Twitter a lot of stuff whatnot. out there, yeah. Yeah, so definitely go, if you're listening to this, go check those out and then check out what your league commissioners are doing to make sure that you understand what your options are. But
0: mm-hmm. And um, what your sites might be doing. Some sites are even putting out messages right. that if there's a Tuesday night right. game, it sounds like that will be counted into yep. this week, week four. But if it goes any longer into that, like Wednesday or beyond, it's going to be considered week five. Right, exactly. And, I mean, for me, from a selfish perspective
1: – I mean, this blows. This is the Steelers, right? right I mean, yeah. the, Titan, the Titans The Titans play at, at home against the Steelers this week. So, from a personal perspective, I'm pissed because my team went from playing to not playing this week or, or playing later. So, I'm a little bit frustrated about that from a, fan, a fandom perspective. Yeah. I understand it. And I think it's the right call as far as health and safety of the players goes, for sure. But – um, you know, but from a fan perspective, I'm disappointed. obviously I mean, I love watching my team play, especially so far this year they've been they've been looking half decent so um, but yeah, I think you just lean on your commission uh, to to make a call on that or or like you said, I mean look into what the sites are doing individually and then kind of go from there, mm-hmm. you know and 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 see what your options are but if if the option is look, if they don't play, you're out of luck, then for me. I'm finding replacements. Right. I'm playing. I'd rather play somebody that scores me six than get a you know than get a goose egg.
0: Yep. So. Yeah. So I think I'm with you. I think that's the approach I'll be taking when I set my lineups tomorrow. You know, and that's usually when I try to set all my lineups. And then if something changes on Sunday and I can flip something around because of news that comes out, but I think that's how I'm going to handle it. Yep. And I think you just have to be happy with it, and happy that we still have football, and hopefully the season continues. But just yeah, we, man, we kind of knew the season could be this way.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's important to remember too, Swags. You you brought it up and and just said it right there. You know, I, this this all of everything that's happening in the world right now, right? I mean, it's complicated, and we're not going to get all into it and get all wacky on the show. I mean, it's a fantasy football show, so we're going to stay with fantasy yeah, it's football. Important, but though, yeah. But but it is important to, to be appreciative of what we do have, right? We have football. We don't have it necessarily in the same exact way as we have it, you know, have had it previously with – I mean, there's nobody in the stands. There's games being postponed potentially. There's, you know, all kinds of – there's players opting out of the season. It's different, yeah, right? Yeah. But at least we've got football. I mean, I haven't felt – when I've been watching the Red Zone channel on Sunday afternoon, I have not felt any different than – I mean yes, obviously it's different, but it's but it's felt great. I've felt appreciative and I've enjoyed my Sunday afternoons watching NFL football, you know, with what we've got. So appreciate that too. Don't get don't let this damper your your enthusiasm about football, about the NFL, about the game, about fantasy, just because it's a little bit different and throws kind of a little bit of a wrench. And this is one of those years where it's just, you know, I mean we all take this seriously, but we also all do it. As a, as a recreational activity yeah. just remember that's what it is and and take take pleasure in what we do get even if it's a little bit different
0: yep and, and i mean anybody in your league and i know we don't all draft the same so we don't have the same players but we're all dealing with the same problems in our fantasy leagues um right. injuries are crazy hopefully i mean you don't get struck by like Injuries on your, t- which we're gonna like, we're gonna get have some injured guys, and then some guys that are in these situations this week with COVID that, um, it, it's affecting everybody in all leagues. So I mean, it's a yep. it's an even playing field, no matter yeah. how much it sucks.
1: Right. It's just like an injury. I mean, it's the same. It's a same type of deal. Like yep. I'm sure people that drafted Saquon early are like son of a gun, right? <laughs> and same thing with McCaffrey. But when you draft those guys, there's no there's no pre-tell that says, hey, this particular player is going to be the one that gets... I mean, there's a rash of injuries every season. This year, it just happens to be really high-profile players. It's the same thing with the COVID stuff and, and the games getting postponed. You don't know which teams. You you figure at the beginning, like, yeah, there's probably going to be a game postponed at some point during the year or there's going to be a team that gets kind of, you know, has multiple positive tests and kind of, you know, that's going to affect the schedule. And, and and there's a risk with that that is not a normal risk but we're all it, it's exactly what you said we're all playing with the same risks in in that regard and just like injuries you're always playing you know you could draft a great team and guess what your superstar running back that you drafted first overall or second overall or whatever gets hurt i mean that's just That's just luck. Yeah. That's unlucky. And it's the same case. And it's the same with this with the COVID. You know, it's just unlucky. If you're, if you have Derrick Henry or Juju Smith Schuster or Ben Roethlisberger, AJ Brown, you Mm -hmm. know, then you're feeling frustrated this week. Of course. I mean, no, no doubt, but at least it's only a one week, hopefully, injury. quote unquote right a one week thing that you have to deal with as opposed to an injury that ends a season like in the case of Barkley or or a multiple week injury in the case of Christian McCaffrey things like that so it's it's an interesting year there's no doubt about it um but but it's all it's all I mean we're all dealing with all of that yeah
0: absolutely and I mean I don't want to get all like philosophical or preachy but I mean just like in life, like it, it's how you handle these situations. And like, if you lose Barkley or McCaffrey or Michael Thomas and, um, what you decide to do with your teams that kind of decides what kind of fantasy owner you could be right now too, you know? And, um, and I, and I mean that with no slight, cause we're all going to handle it differently and there's no right way, but whether you decide to trade Barkley away to replace him, or maybe you have a replacement in that position, maybe you have to trade a wide receiver to get a running back that's a lot lesser than Barkley. You know, maybe you can get James Robinson because you don't want to trade Barkley away. But, I mean, there's still moves to be made, and you can still enjoy the season a lot.
1: Sure, and think if you make those types of moves and then you end up winning. Yeah. Like, how gratifying would that be to lose a player like that or you know and, and and like we said i mean we're talking about top stars this year it's yeah. it's saquon it's McCaffrey, it's michael thomas for the first yeah. adams couple of games. you know it's even
0: galladay godwin
1: godwin exactly exactly so i mean you know if if you if you pout and and don't make any moves and and you know then so be it and that's okay too like there's nothing wrong with that like sometimes injuries hit and it just sucks the life out of your team and you're like well,
0: well you and know it's even i was talking to you last here. weekend and i you was with you kind of when i almost traded barkley away cuz i'm just like dude look i need yep. a wide receiver because i have these injuries on with these guys and right. i have barkley here do i go get nuck and make this move and we both kind of were like yeah yeah you know but then the dude wouldn't even do it and this right. is a team that like I apologize, but I felt like was out of contention. I ended up winning last week without making the move. He ended up losing. That that means nothing. But um, I, I I look at my team and in my my cocky fantasy football way, like you're all toast. You know, I'm trying to make these moves to still make my team stronger, and I feel like I still have some flexibility. But I couldn't get Nuck for Barkley at this this stage. And um, I mean. Uh, a month ago I could have got plus easily. Right. And so and I, and I think I'm kind of glad I didn't make that move. I would think I would have been happy either way, but I was definitely ready to. But he wanted extra on top of Barkley and then told me he still may not do it. So yeah. had to pass. Yeah.
1: Well and and yeah, I, I we we did have extensive conversations about that particular deal, and I, I, I agree. I, I don't necessarily understand that from uh, that that particular manager's perspective um but again you know whatever whatever people do with their teams is 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 what you know they do um but but the 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 thing that you said is extremely valid right so you don't have to sit in the sorrow of your injury to your stud player go out and make some moves go out and try to grab you know guys like james robinson guys like mike davis guy you know
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. A, a random wide receiver. Um, Gabriel Davis, is that the guy's name from Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you just, I mean, there are players that can help your team out there and available. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that people aren't going to give Gabriel Davis to you for a third. Mm, yeah. You know, maybe a second at this you point. You might have but, to pay
0: a second just with the hype that's buzzing but, around right now. It, it might mellow it, out exactly, a little.
1: Exactly. But the point is, these situations are out of your control right injuries covid games getting postponed they're out of your control do what's in your control if you want to make a change on your team make a change yep you know it takes some work don't get me wrong it's not easy all the time to do that it's it's easier to just say oh well i lost this player my team's gonna suck screw it right yep but you don't have to do that either yeah. so you know and, just and try is... to make the best of it and enjoy enjoy what we have we have football yeah thank you the heavens, we have football.
0: Yep, and, and this is the last thing I'll I'll try to say here at the top of the show about COVID. But I mean, this year, I feel like everybody in your league that wants to can have a pulse. Like all of you are contenders. Until I mean, there's going to come a point where this doesn't hold true. But at this point, even if you're zero three, I feel like with everything that could happen this year in in football and injuries. And just the way the season has been, I feel like everybody still has a chance. And I feel like there's enough people in your league that aren't going to think that way or that are going to be willing to give up that you can also like turn to those people to help your team out when it gets, does get to that point when they realize, like, okay, you know, I'm I'm done. Like, I wonder what he wants for Barkley, because he can't use him right now, and I can clearly tell that your team's going for it with these injured players on your IR, you know? So I think that it's a, I think it's one of those years where you are in contention in, until right. you decide not to be. And, and, you know, it gets, if it gets to the point where you're 0 and six, like that's a totally different story, but yep. Yep. Um, and maybe you don't want to be in contention. That's okay. That's a whole nother story, <laughs> but,
1: uh, we could spend a whole show on that. Couldn't we?
0: Yes. So <laughs> for the first time, Brian gets to hear his live drop on a show.
1: All right. Beep, 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 public nervous announcement.
0: It's like you're here.
1: I, well, I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that was
1: great. I love it. I might have been intoxicated when I did that. I'm not so,
0: sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So I wanted to start, and it's only because of something you said a little bit earlier about how um, everything is, is different this yep. year. And there's one thing that, like, so when we first kind of, like, started doing some public service announcement, I kind of wanted mine to be every now and then at least about um, the things I believe in that I'm nervous about. Yep. So I thought it would be different in Detroit this year, but it's not. It's the same. You let me down. Like, you you made me feel like I could go all out, all off-season touting DeAndre Swift and... How smart of a move that is and how silly the rest of everybody is. I defended you like I had your back through and through that it was going to be different now that we had this exceptional talent on our team and we're not even using him. Like I'm literally nervous about this franchise and how they're going to use DeAndre Swift. He's our third running back coming into the game and to me still is the most talented even Carrion looks more explosive than Adrian Peterson when you're giving him his very limited opportunities. But they've decided that they want to go through Adrian Peterson. He's getting the start again week four. Um, Brian, I do believe DeAndre Swift is a huge part of our future. It, it's, Agree. That's not, but, man, what the heck?
1: So, dude, it's Matt Patricia. And, and here's, here's a bigger problem. Here's a bigger problem. Stop hiring New England Patriot assistants because they're not the answer. The reason that they are so successful is because the greatest coach of all time in the history of the National Football League is coaching that football team. Yes, the coordinators obviously play a a, a role, and that's why people take chances on them. But tell me a, a coordinator... That has been hired from New England underneath Bill Belichick that has been successful as a head coach in the National Football League. I've been sitting here, as you were talking about the Lions, <laughs> I the, the first thing I thought about was Matt Patricia. And then I thought, who's been successful? Yeah. And I can't name one. I, there's probably one out there, but I can't name that guy. Romeo Cornell was not successful as a head coach in the National Football League. Josh McDaniels was not successful as a head coach in the National Football League. Um and, and, and Patricia, same thing. So Tell me somebody who has. Is there yeah, somebody I, who has?
0: No, man. I it's can't Bill think Bel-
1: It's Bill Belichick. Stop hiring his assistants assuming that you're going to get the next Bill Belichick. The reason they are so successful is because they are playing or, or, or doing their job, do your job, underneath Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. So stop this, people. Yeah. Detroit. So, dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> you're you're going to love me. You're going to love me even more after this. I came to a game at Detroit. I came to a game at Ford Field in nice. 2015. Um, it was a Sunday night football game. Denver Broncos visited Peyton Manning was still in the league and played uh, through a through a touchdown pass to Demarius Thomas, like a 50 yarder in the corner of the end zone where I was sitting. Um, got to see Megatron play. I had an exceptional experience
0: yeah, that's in, awesome. in Detroit. I You're love making me jealous.
1: Dude, I love the Lions. I really do. I like the Lions. I always have. I was a big Barry Sanders guy. Um, just just that dude did everything the right way. He he you know, I loved the fact and and yes, I'm probably showing my age with this statement, but I love the fact that when he scored a touchdown, he threw the ball to the official yes. and didn't have to like bring any additional attention to himself. The play brought attention to him because yeah. he would make 70 people miss. Well, there's not 70 people on a field, but he would make <laughs> the entire defense miss on the way to the end zone. And that did his talking. He didn't have to do a dance in the end zone. And look, I'm not, I've am not. i really enjoyed the last couple of years where they've let the players kind of express themselves and they've done these coordinated dances. That's fine. I have no issue with that. I've, I've enjoyed that. The Steelers do that all the time. Juju's like one of the uh, you know guys that really – dives into that but i loved that about barry sanders and i love i love detroit is like a um detroit and pittsburgh are similar cities they're they're rust belt you know steel mill hard working like Mm -hmm. you know in pittsburgh you had the steel they sell they sold the steel to the auto companies and the auto companies were putting stuff together when i was a kid my dad used to travel to detroit he was he worked for a um, a, a tool company that cut metal and different things like that, and he used to travel to Detroit for business all the time, and like he was in the in the you know in the GM factories and the Ford factories and all of that stuff. So that's I, that's a tangent.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> and
1: that's a a tangent, but the bottom line is, I like the Lions. I always have. I've really always liked the Lions. They're always on on Thanksgiving. If they ever take the Lions off on Thanksgiving, I will throw an absolute knip shit because the Lions. Should always play at noon or one o'clock on on Thanksgiving Day yep. um, and and you know, I want the Lions to succeed. I think they did the right thing this year in drafting DeAndre Swift. I agree with you one hundred percent. I think he is absolutely a part of their future, um, but they need to move on from Matt Patricia as soon as possible. That yeah. was a bad choice. It was a bad decision um, and, and I don't he seems think like a nice guy. guy. Nice guy, uh, just-
0: honestly. Like, and because a lot of times, like, we get away from that, and like, we and we won't sure, stand it sure. long. But he seems like when I don't know, I, he's not a good coach, not at all. Defending him, but he he seems like an awesome dude.
1: I think he's stubborn too when it comes to personnel and mm. different things like that. Yeah, and I think and we don't see that side of him.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Um. So, uh, yeah. Full disclosure. Have if if I have if you see me put up a Barry Sanders gif on twitter or anywhere i'm probably having one of those days where i'm i'm not even like representing barry sanders or the way you think i'm probably telling somebody that's bugged me to act like they've been there before
1: (laughs) nice good to know that's good good information for
0: me (laughs) so that yeah, that true story so yeah that's interesting so really quick because we do have to move on but what brought you to detroit in that for that weekend was were you um, here for the game or just happened to be in town? Like
1: I was there for the game. My dad, sweet. so man, that's awesome. My, so here's the thing with me in football. There are players that I just absolutely love. And mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson might be Well I mean you I saw mean,
0: Calvin Johnson and Peyton Manning.
1: I did see Peyton, yeah, and I and that was great. That was actually unexpected and not planned. The the goal for me was to travel to Detroit at some point during that season to see Megatron. I wanted to see Calvin play in person. He, I had been following him since since his rookie season. I thought, to me, to me, and I'm on record as saying this, and I'm going on record again. To me, Calvin Johnson is the greatest wide receiver that's ever played.
0: Yeah, love it. He
1: didn't, he didn't play it long, um, and, and he dealt with a lot of injuries during the time. But, dude, that guy faced double and triple coverage in every single game he played after his first season. Yeah. So everything that he did, and is not, I think he was in the league for nine years. So the, the the eight seasons that he played after his rookie season, he did that. Look at those numbers. Yeah. And realize that he did that against two and three defenders yeah, on every absolutely. single Took a play. B-teen. To me, Calvin's the greatest of all time. And I love Jerry Rice, and I think Randy Moss is also in that conversation. I think those are the three clearly at the top of that list. Um, but for me personally, Calvin's the greatest that's ever played that I've seen with my own two eyes, um, and and that was the goal. I wanted to see Calvin play. It just I just got super freaking lucky in that the game that my dad and I picked, Peyton, <laughs> Peyton was there too, and Demarius too, because I yeah. love you know I've, I always loved watching Demarius Thomas too. So to be able to see all of those players playing the same game was really a treat for
0: sure. So the last Lions game I was at and I couldn't tell you the exact date of the last game, but the last game I was at was at the Silver Dome, and it had Barry Sanders in it. That's how long ah, it's been.
1: The Pontiac
0: Dome. Yep.
1: Good and, stuff.
0: Uh, and, I mean, all the football. I've never – I've been to Ford Field for some concerts, but for whatever reason, never a game. And um, it was getting to that age with my son where I was like, okay, you know, and really kind of thought maybe we'd do that this year, but obviously not. So hopefully next year, but – um yeah dude i was at like the thanksgiving game where they had the infamous uh coin toss thing and like been at some yep. sweet like games you know but i was younger yep so that was some bs by the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was my Steelers, bro yeah he freaking
1: called ta- well, he, he called <laughs> tails and he said he called heads that's bullcrap
0: and then he even's like no i said tails like so swag, you can watch that swag. video
1: Listen man, I want to do something real quick here. This is this is unscripted and, and not on our show sheet, but I want to mention it because it's very important. Um and it's very important especially to us. Um I just got I'm I'm in a group chat with Sal uh mm, yeah, Stefanelli. Yeah. And, yep. and and Salito and a bunch of us are in there. I think you're in there too. But yep. uh so Sal uh Stefanelli just he he just um put a post that that says the amount of money raised for James Catullus's family. Our our former colleague um, here with this particular project that we're doing with the Superflex guys, and um, we we raised two thousand and sixty five dollars from that potathon. That's and from that's, the potathon alone. Wow, nice. That's from the potathon alone. Yeah, and and obviously there have been some big contributions. I the the SBF um, or SFB Avi Makers made an over four thousand dollar donation. Yep. Um, to, to James's family um, and, and many, many people across the community. That has to be well generous. over $12,000 at this point. Right, right. Yep. And, and this particular potathon raised over $2,000. So thanks to Sal and Sal uh, for, for putting that together. And of course, everyone that was involved in that and everybody who watched and talked with us and donated. You know, thank you to all of you. It means a, it, it it really means a lot to us that knew James really well. Mm-hmm. Um, that that the community is kind of doing what they can to take care of his family uh, after his untimely passing. So I just wanted to say that I, I know that that wasn't on the show sheet. And I hope, oh, dude, that's know, I, I know you're more okay important it,
0: than anything on the show sheet. Um, yeah, and, and you'll be just better at uh, talking about this really quick too, just to help people get to it quick. But um, I did order a Brainiac's t shirt.
1: Yes. So ffpodshirts.storemb.com uh you can order a t-shirt um with so so James's thing one of his last tweets was about uh if he had a fan club what would it be called and, and James responded the brainiacs. So he quote tweeted that. It's right yeah. that's
0: uh, it's pretty awesome. Yep. So gives you uh, kind of
1: so my, my it it does it really does. And so my my co-host on the Trade Addicts pod, Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse is probably how you know him. Um he he runs that com and uh he created a shirt and 100% of the proceeds uh when you buy that shirt go to James's family directly. So yep. um if, if there's you There's a couple you know, on
0: there you can pick and there's a sticker.
1: Yep, exactly. Yep. So um but, but just, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who was a part of that and who has been a part of honoring James, um, you know, since his death. And we just really, really, really appreciate that. It means a whole lot to us, and it's, uh, it's deserving. James, James was a great man uh, 100. Uh, and, a, and a great guy, and, uh, you know, this will help his family tremendously moving forward. So thank you to everyone. Yeah, Absolutely. Beep, 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 public nervous
0: announcement. Nice, back on track. (gasps) Didn't know what to say after that, but yeah. yeah. no
1: worries. That's a beautiful transition.
0: Uh, Dude, the guy we got doing drops for us now is... (laughs) So uh, you've got a couple public nervous announcements on here. I do, I do. I got mine out of the way with a little vent and tangent, so...
1: Yeah. So, so I'll jump into mine. So, my, my first one is Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy GQ, uh, the best looking quarterback in the league. Probably. I don't know. I, I don't judge dudes, but pretty mostly, um, definitely. He's, he's pretty, pretty, though. I think, uh, that's pretty consensus. So, um, I am nervous about Jimmy Garoppolo swags. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's why I know you and I have had this conversation multiple times and we're in agreement in this. Um, Nick Mullins is good. Yeah. Like we need to stop viewing Nick Mullins as this like <sighs>
0: David Blau. I mean,
1: oh my god. Yes, he's not David Blau, guys. No, 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 no. This is like this is like he's gonna get his own contract. Yep. With the team with the team. If the Niners you know, if the Niners don't make him the guy, he's gonna be the guy somewhere yep. else.
0: He's only twenty five. This is
1: He's only 25 years old. He ha- he averages and I don't know. I apologize if if you're the person who put it out there on Twitter, I apologize for not knowing who exactly said this. I think he averaged something like 271 or 291 yards a game in his nine career starts. Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown for over 291 yards like five times in his career. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's look, and and here's the deal. Shanahan, right? Kyle Shanahan comes out this week and immediately immediately dismisses the idea that Nick Mullins could could you know uh, unseat a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. right he says he quote in quotes the scenario does not exist okay i call bullshit <laughs> i call bullshit on that and here's why that's fine to say that's fine to say in in the in the realm of okay when Jimmy G's healthy Jimmy GQ's healthy we're going to put him back in there and i think they will okay mhm but the second he struggles, how do you justify keeping him on yeah. the field? If, if this team does well, I mean, obvi- now, now here's the one thing that I will, will do to qualify Nick Mullins this season. The game he had last week was against the New York Football Giants, and the New York Football Giants aren't exactly a defense to write home about. So I understand that argument. I agree. But still, he performed very admirably.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he doesn't he even have all his
0: league. weapons.
1: He doesn't have all his weapons. He doesn't even have all his weapons. No George Kittle, no Debo Samuel, no Raheem Mostert in the backfield, mm-hmm. and this dude balled the F out. So, And and that's all he's done in his nine stars. He's been really freaking good, man. And yeah. I am I am worried about Jimmy. I'm not worried because I, I have more Nick Mullen shares than I have Jimmy Garoppolo shares, oh, so I, same. Hope, I hope this happens. But I am... From a from a public nervous announcement, I am worried about Jimmy Garoppolo. They are paying him a shit ton of money. And I don't think he's the best quarterback on the roster. So I'm worried, dude. I'm nervous yeah. about Jimmy Garoppolo moving forward.
0: You are sitting with somebody who's not gonna debate you one bit tonight. So yeah, I I love that one and I love that you brought it up. Um because some people might even like look at Nick Mullins at the a little bit more than the way we just talked about Blake Bortles, like um they're just kind of like i'm not going to need him in a few weeks you could probably pry nick mullins off most teams that aren't me for like that third to second area still yeah and and like brian just said if he's not going to be the starter on san francisco eventually a team is going to sign him like he's a good quarterback yeah I i i hope all this happens in san francisco with the weapons you just talked about though I think the whole team would be better. I think fantasy would like it more as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I th- so, I mean, I think the thing about the thing about Garoppolo is you have to rely. Excuse me, I'm I'm belching as I'm speaking. Um, you have to rely on that defense and on that running game with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. With Nick Mullins, I don't necessarily believe that. I think that he. Is the type of quarterback that can win you games. Garoppolo, you're hoping, can manage the game in a way that allows the team to win the game, that allows the team's strengths to eventually, over the course of a a 60 minute game, you know, eventually prevail your team to, to victory. With Nick Mullins, I mean, you could be down two scores in the last seven minutes of the game, and I'm not convinced that that dude's not bringing you back. Like, he's. I don't. I mean, and call me crazy, that's fine. I, I understand how crazy it might sound to some people out there. But what I've seen with my eyes on Nick Mullins is this dude is a legit starting quarterback in the National Football League. We'll see what happens. I don't know, you know. I mean, they, they could end up rolling with Garoppolo because they're paying him so much money that they can't justify putting him on the bench. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, certain franchises are are, are 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 built that way. Um, But, you know, I... I mean, I don't know how you justify keeping him around when 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 you've got a quarterback that's at least at least as capable and maybe more capable that you're paying a fraction of the cost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Um And then
1: do you want me to move into my next one or do you want to yeah, keep yeah. talking about this one? Because I know we could we could probably go on about this one for a while. I, I do that love extended.
0: that one and I, I <laughs> hope that if anything people are kind of thinking like maybe I need to sell Jimmy and and looking to Nick Mullins or a different quarterback for Jimmy G, if you don't feel comfortable with the risk reward on Nick Mullins. Right. Yep. Yeah, I like your next one a lot on here too.
1: Yeah. So my next one is actually Joe Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, running back, obviously. Um, and and here's the thing. I don't think that Mixon over the first three weeks of the season is indicative of what Mixon is capable of. You know, I think we've seen what Joe Mixon is capable of uh, across a 16 game slate. Um, but here's the problem with Mixon, and especially this year, um, if you're a contender and you're relying on Joe Mixon, so he he he's been pedestrian uh, over the first three weeks of the season. So starting this Sunday, he's got the Jags the Ravens the Colts the the uh, Browns and the Titans and the Steelers in the next six games that's a brutal schedule for running the football yeah and they're not utilizing him in the passing game he's caught seven balls through three weeks that's not exactly what I was looking for as as a, as a person who uh, who managed who, who has Joe Mixon rostered in several leagues that's not the type of usage I was looking for um, I am excited about this offense long-term. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a franchise quarterback and I'm pissed about it because what literally the Steelers are probably in the worst position, you know, at the end of this season, they're probably the, the team in the worst position quarterback wise in the division. So I'm, I'm pissed about that. Um, but I'm excited to watch Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I do think he upgrades that offense. I think he is a franchise quarterback, um, you know, but but that team is going to transition here. I, AJ Green is probably on the way out. Um, you know, they have some young players that that hopefully are going to step up. T Higgins. They still have Tyler Boyd. Um, Sample. Drew Sample uh, is there at, at tight end. You know, so they they have some pieces, but there it's going to take a little while to figure that offense out i think i also think they need a new that's another team i think i needs a new coach again um i'm I'm not i'm not convinced Uh, is it taylor zach taylor um that correct i think so yeah zach Zach taylor so i'm I'm not convinced i mean the the record kind of speaks for itself uh in in his first season and season and
0: Mm -hmm. four games
1: or three games so But, um, but yeah, I just Mixon. you know, the good news is he's getting, he's getting almost 20 touches a game. The bad news is what he's done with those 20 touches to this point hasn't been overly impressive. He's got a stretch of six games here that is absolutely brutal for a running back. So I'm a little bit nervous about Joe Mixon here over the next six game stretch. Um, it might be a buy low time. Um, you know, but, but. I don't know. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit concerned about Mixon.
0: I, I think you could buy low on Mixon, but you need to at this point um, accept what you are getting and um, just lower your expectations. Like I don't think he's ever going to be that top five running back that we talk about when people are coming out of the rookie classes, and he could be an RB one. Like I think he he's going to be an RB one, but he's going to be that like low end RB one to very high end RB two. Um, yeah. But yeah, you might be able to still buy low, and I, I mean, if you if you have twelve teams and you have one of the top twelve running backs, you're you're still doing good. But I don't think he's just ever gonna, especially in this system. Which I mean, he's he's getting older every year, obviously. But every year he's in this system, it's a year wasted, and it's so. I I don't know that it's Joe Mixon's talent, but I don't think we're gonna get to see the ceiling we thought we would with Joe Mixon at any point now. Weekly, we'll see some upside, but. So you can still be happy with him. You can still buy low, like Brian said. But, I mean, man, I can't even talk. You and I were talking through the offseason. Like, I think it was a trade-related talk we were having. And and I was being honest, and I think you were too. I I know, like, sometimes we'll have a little bit of trade talk in us. But um, we both kind of were like, I I don't know how big of a difference in points is Mixon and Barkley going to be. And obviously, like this is an outlier because Barkley's offensive line was crappy. I mean, he ended his season with 1.9 per carry or something like that. But right. now it's kind of at the point where we knew that Barkley was worth a lot more, but what we were talking about, the additional pieces being added to mix and we were kind of like in agreement that it's probably not going to be that much more, but now it's kind of like, yeah, it's probably going to be that much more.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Kind of though, like, sure. So, but I think Mixon is still a nice asset you can have on your teams and he's still pretty young, but I think he is just what he is at this point. And yeah, we're going to forever be hard on that and you can probably get him for a decent value because of it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the big thing here with, with Mixon. It's not, I'm, I'm nervous about him because of the performance to this point and the next six weeks Yeah. beyond, beyond that. I mean, you're you're right, Swags. I mean, he's still really young. He's still in a pretty decent situation. That offensive line is improving. It's not great, but it's Mm -hmm. improving. The offense as a whole is improving. I think they have some, you know, again, the pieces that I mentioned that that can take that offense probably to the next level. Um, You know, so so there is some and and I think that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm nervous about mixing, especially in the short term, but in the long term this may be a window to get him at a little bit of a discount um, where you're going to get a better return on investment. So yeah. um, Yeah. I agree with what you're saying there.
0: James Robinson or Joe Mixon?
1: Uh, Redraft James (laughs) Robinson. Uh, Dynasty Joe Mixon,
0: clearly for me. It's crazy talk this year. Um, Yeah. So I think we covered studs versus duds. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have any. I, I wanted to do my swift thing and, I thought you had some good ones in here. But on to studs versus duds. So last week it was a draw. We all tied. Um like zero. I kinda said, yeah, at the beginning of the show, we all got zero. So I'll go through this pretty quick. So Brian, um, how did you feel about us picking without you?
1: Oh, it was fine. I was good with it. So I, we're gonna I mean, we'll
0: do it for Bill this week then.
1: Yeah, yeah, that works.
0: Get him back. So good. we picked Big Ben for you. So you yep. you had to go against your boy from your home team and we gave you Mitch who it might've worked out if Mitch got to stay in the game and try to play his way out of that and air it out. Like he has been, I I bet you would have, it would have worked out, but we'll never know. So you went up against Mitch who was 8% owned and Ben's 84% owned and Ben had 19.18 points and Trubisky 12.62. No negatives in the game. So Brian didn't go down. He's still the leader in this game um bill i'm gonna do bill last um so because bill i think had kind of the most successful week in a way Mm -hmm. um so i went with wentz again and then i went against herbert at four percent so 86 percent wentz and four percent herbert wentz had 23.5 points and herbert had 15.7 so Still, like, I mean, we're talking, like, if you're in a deep super flex league, like, these are still probably better than some of your worst flex plays, but not great. But then Bill was drinking the crazy sauce and went a completely different direction, and he thought that he could put somebody up against Josh Allen. And he thought wrong. And um, Bill Bill is, like, in a deficit to where he played this game, like, so well, like, based on percentage. If he would have won this one, he would have it rushed. would have been great but yep. so he didn't get he didn't beat josh allen but he did pick fitzpatrick against josh allen and josh allen's 97 percent got 32.24 points and ryan fitzpatrick's four percent got 24.7 points so bill still kind of is the winner here in the fact that he he kind of proved like the point of this this um segment that we've turned into a game kind of proved that if, I mean, if we any of us would have played Fitzpatrick over our other studs, we would have had the better quarterback in the game, not to mention the better super flex over some of the lower-floored positions. Yeah. So, um, Bill, I don't know, man. You went up against my boy, and it just, it just, I didn't say it then, so I don't want to say a lot, and I'll honor the absence, but you went up against my boy but you still i mean i th- i think if there was a winner you were it unfortunately we don't get points in this for finishing below our stud but you did prove the point of the game you just don't go up against Josh Allen everybody i think
1: this t- yeah i think with Josh Allen man it's it's time that we stop like it, it it's time that we stop viewing this dude as a guy that sucks because he doesn't suck at all mm-hmm. and especially from a fantasy perspective right um, I mean, he. First of all, he doesn't suck as a real NFL quarterback because guess what? Ever since he's become the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, they've won a lot of games. Yeah. You look at that team before he came in there. I mean, people thought he that that they were crazy at drafting him at seven overall. Mm-hmm. They thought he. They thought, they thought he was nuts. They were nuts. Yeah. And all he's done since is win football games. He let them to the playoffs. Were they in the playoffs last year? I don't know.
0: Yeah, they uh, they were eliminated. Um,
1: Tennessee. Yeah. Right, so so he led him to the playoff game, uh, playoffs in his rookie season. You know, this year he's—I mean, what is he doing this year? Just yeah. destroying people, yep. destroying people. Um, so you know, and and look, I—you don't even
0: There's... care. He's like Tyler Croft. Hello, yeah,
1: you don't care. I mean, he's he's really been—he's been good. He's mm-hmm. been good. Deep ball, deep ball rate. I think Russ was saying this to me uh, earlier this week. It's like eighty-five percent accuracy on deep balls. So yeah, last year he was like thirty or something like that. So you know, it's a short sample size, a small sample size. But Josh Allen has improved. There's no doubt about it, and he is winning his football team games. Yep. So it's time to like eat some crow. If you hated Josh Allen and you were against everything that he was and. You know, there are a ton of you effers out there. It's time. Eat some crow.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think you can quite, like, and I don't want to take it this way, but I don't think that you can quite, like, love Lamar Jackson and not at least like Josh Allen. And I
1: agree 100%. Because
0: everybody's really hard on Josh Allen's game and even more so his first two seasons. Like, they're, they're hard on that game. But... It's pretty comparable, like, styles of play and the past quarterback a- accuracy, like not even mentioning this year's that Josh Allen's having, but it's pretty similar. So, yeah, I, I love Josh Allen, man. He's, I think, uh, he's one. Of, he's either my first or second highest-owned quarterback throughout my league, so just a nice value on him the last couple of years. And, man, I traded a couple of shares away just to diversify, and those are the ones that kick you a little bit. <laughs> but... So, let's start with you. Yep. You you threw in your stud versus your stud versus your dud. Let's let's have it.
1: Yeah, so this week my stud is Cam Newton. Uh he's 94% rostered and he's facing the Kansas City Chiefs in KC. Um and then my dud, so I'm going to I'm going to say my dud too and then mm-hmm. I'll give the reason. So my dud is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So so Bill hit Fitzpatrick last week. I'm hoping to hit this week. Um, so with Fitz, Fitzpatrick, it's, he, he faces a Seattle defense that it, that is awful, awful, awful. They suck. Seattle's defense <laughs> is awful, dude. They're like one of the worst off the worst defenses that there is. It's, it's brutal. Um, they've given up at least 25 points in every game. They've, they've given up over 30 points, um, in each of the last two games, one to the Patriots, one to the Cowboys, um. You know, now the offense, Seattle's offense is outstanding. They're fantastic. And that's what I like about this game, too. Not only is the Seattle defense no good, uh, the Seattle offense is really good, and they're going to put up points. So in order for Miami to stay with Seattle, they're going to need to score and throw the ball quite a bit. I'm looking forward to Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. I think he's going to have a monster week. If he doesn't turn the ball over, it's going to be a really monster week if he does turn the ball over then it'll be a still a pretty big week um but you know the the turnovers will not be great um and and then with Cam against Kansas City so it has less to do with Cam and more to do with Kansas City that defense is good guys we're in big yeah. trouble yep. we're in big trouble they have the greatest quarterback that's in not the greatest i, I shouldn't have said greatest they have the best quarterback in the league right now
0: pulled back a little there sorry
1: sorry i get excited when i talk about patty mahomes dude dude, if he maintains if he maintains what he's done in his first two and a half seasons if he maintains that over the course of a 15 year career we're going to be talking about him as the greatest of all time
0: yeah yeah so he's so so, fun to watch he's so fun to watch
1: there's not there's not anybody out there doesn't like watching patrick mahomes Unless you're in the in the West the AFC West if you're a fan yep. of one of those teams sorry have a nice have a nice two decades and then come back and hope your team's good after that because this dude is going to be a stud in the league barring injury um, you know I mean he already is he's just a, yep. he's just beast so um, you know so so not only is the offense amazing and they have the best quarterback in the league right now but that defense is much improved they've been impressive man over the first couple of weeks of the season. I mean, you saw what they did uh, on Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens and yeah. Lamar Jackson. Um, and, and you know, and they faced, I mean, they faced a couple of, of teams here. So so the Texans week one with Deshaun Watson, they hold them to 20 points. Um, you know, the Chargers, they hold the 20 points as well. Actually, all three of their opponents have scored 20 points in all three of their games. Um, the Chargers is a little bit more surprising. That game was kind of wonky uh, in in the way that it played out. But I think this defense is much improved. I really do. I think, I mean, obviously they're in in an advantageous position when you've got the best quarterback in the game leading your offense and you're usually up and able to blitz and able to, you know, play with a lead and those types of things. Um, But that's another reason I really like them. And I think that in this particular game, I think that you know, I like Cam this year. I I I feel like Cam is a buy right now because I think he looks as much like Cam Newton of 2015 as he has since 2015. To me,
0: yeah, he's um, more fun he, to watch now than he has been in a long time.
1: Absolutely, and and the rushing statistics are back, right? I mean, he's running the ball ten times yep. a game for 60 yards. So he's definitely
0: one that I'm I'm eating some crow on.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been pretty good over the first three weeks, and um, and he looks a lot more like himself. So so again, this is less about Cam Newton and more about the fact that I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be ahead in this game. I think that defense is going to play well with the lead, as they have you know the first three games of this season. I think they're much improved, um, and I think they're going to be able to you know create some turnovers because Cam's going to have to force the ball uh, to to. To even stay in the game, so Cam Newton is my stud, Ryan Fitzpatrick is my dud, and I'm hoping to get a lot of points this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I so like what that you, one. So,
1: what do you have swags? I'm interested because I, I, I didn't see. I, I actually see that they are down here. Yeah, threw it am But I'm interested in in hearing about your uh, your stud and your dud.
0: Um, I mean, man, you're you were pretty in depth. Um, so, um, I'm going with Brady against the Chargers as my stud at 89% owned. And then I'm taking Carr at 19% ownership against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Buffalo is one of those teams, too, that just quarterbacks have kind of done well against, whether that's because they're playing from behind or what it may be. That um, And I think that Carr is totally underappreciated. That Carr is one of the players on this list where um, I look at it, and while, while you get it, I just kind of don't get the 19% ownership on him. I think that he's kind of shown a little bit better than that early on, and I, and I I get that we are looking at Yahoo Yahoo for this league, and it's a lot of one quarterback and whatnot, and it's um, very hard for some of those people to drop somebody like Brady, but I am the guy that would drop Brady for Carr and, and be fine with it all year long or stream a different option and and we're talking one quarterback here but you know even for your super flex plays like but that's kind of my 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 argument here is i mean the matchups as well like i think they favor the quarterbacks brady versus the chargers and uh versus buffalo i think they do favor the quarterbacks in that one but I mean this is a drop that I would be completely fine making in a redraft format. I would I would be happy trading car for Tom Brady. And so that's kind of more my my beef. I'm I'm even say I would probably do this every week unless yeah. the the matchup was really bad. So mine's a little bit different but as well as the matchups.
1: Yeah, well, and I know. I mean, in our in our private chats, I mean, I know you're you're a big supporter of of Carr and what he's been able to do over the first three weeks of this season for sure. Um, and and I agree. I mean, Derek Carr has played well. I mean he he has he has played fairly well so far this season. Yep. Uh, and and Tom Brady hasn't played awfully but he hasn't exactly lit the world yeah, on fire he's switching either.
0: teams he learned a new offense for the first time in 20 yep. years like um he's had
1: some weapons that have been injured
0: yeah like time stamp just i mean to be clear if anybody listens back in 10 years brady's career's over i mean, not like <laughs> saying that car's going to the hall of fame and brady isn't the goat brady is goat but um yeah, I, this at this point in their careers and the change in systems and everything, I'm going to favor Carr probably all season long.
1: Yeah, nice man, I like this one.
0: So, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, man.
1: So, who are we going to give Bill? I don't know. We, how,
0: give... we should change this up. Like, do you want to do the stud or the dud, or should we talk our way through this?
1: Um. I think we should so how did you guys do it last week? I, I don't remember just kinda
0: of freestyled it. I think that it ended up um one of us gave you um Mitch ben. and yeah. Yeah. It just gotcha. I think yeah, I think Bill gave you Ben and then we just kinda of gave you Mitch because you had him the week before.
1: So so why don't you pick a dud that you think will overperform or, or perform well and I'll pick a stud that I think will underperform. Or vice versa. Why don't we do it that way? You pick one. I'll pick the other.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I don't. You have a preference?
0: I'll pick the dud. Okay. I don't mind picking the dud. Okay.
1: You're you probably to gonna with- hate it. Yeah, we gotta. Okay.
0: We should probably start with the stud. Start with
1: the stud. Okay. So, um, hmm, I'm going to go with. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see here. Let's do. I'm gonna say Kyler Murray.
0: <laughs> okay okay i almost used uh him as my my stud so it's that ownership. Yep, i'm gonna do
1: kyler murray and and i i think i mean look carolina um is the uh third best defense against the pass at this point i believe or or however yahoo ranks that i'm not sure exactly how they figure out their percentages there but um you know and and i just i mean murray has been outstanding the first couple of weeks of the season but um i think he's due for a dud that's a gut feel on that one
0: <laughs> I, Man. I can't
1: i can't say anything more than that i just think it's a gut feel on
0: this one. yeah that makes it tough for me to pick who i kind of wanted to pick as my dud because i don't know if i want to quite put my dud up against kyler murray even on a bad day you know you want, um, me you want me to no, switch it? I really, no, I really, no, no. really want to know who it. Your dud Stick is. it.
1: I, I think you should stick to your guns here.
0: All right, so Bill, like full disclosure, like this is somebody I thought about using as my dud. I am not like by any means trying to hurt you in any way, and you guys are going to hate this, but I'm going with playing for his job, Dwayne Haskins against Baltimore. Ooh.
1: Okay. And, okay.
0: And, and I know that 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 sounds a little bit crazy, but I I think he's playing for his job and he's going to have to try to find a way to get it done this week. And he's 8% owned against the 100% owned Kyler Murray. Um, if I, if I would have taken a mulligan there and not stuck with Haskins, like you asked me to, I was going to switch it up to the 50% owned Gardner who is right on the cusp of, but he'll be back with his redemption game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he will. You're right. I'm, I'm I think Gardner would have been
0: long. easy. <laughs> and yep. and that's just like my, my probably my Gardner love as well, but I think Gardner would have been easy. Yep. So, Bill, you need this because you have a 92% variance. So if you even beat Murray by a point, you get 93 points with that extra point. So I'm actually rooting for you on this because I would like to see Haskins succeed and have a chance in the nfl but um we put you up against some big guns kyler murray versus haskins
1: i'm trying to look i this is awful to admit but i don't even know who the hell they'd put in there who would they put in there if they benched him
0: kyle allen or alex smith a lot of people are speculating alex smith but man like my thing with alex smith is like it's a great story and it's such like a, a good heart story that he's even back but for me like I look back to that celebration video with his family that everybody was like oh look at that and it's like dude he is limping yes a- and he that's what's really happening here and like what a great story I'm not like talking crap like but seriously that's the last Alex Smith I've seen yeah and and I haven't seen him run or anything since so in my head I'm just kind of like man like that injury was horrible. Like, yes, it's awesome he's back. I would love to see him throw one more pass in his career just just for the redemption story. But a game, man, I don't know, dude. I, I need to see it to believe it. So I feel like it's Kyle Allen.
1: Oh, man, I can't imagine Kyle Allen's going to be better than Dwayne Haskins. I, I'm
0: with you there. Kyle Allen lost his job to crappy Will Greer last year yeah. with the same head coach.
1: Right. Same head coach. You're right. Yep. Yeah, I... Man, that's tough. I I agree. I mean, this is really, this is really good stuff for Bill though too. Because like, if he if he gets this one, it puts him right back in the game. Like, yep. I mean, he'll be he'll be right there uh, in in terms of points. And sometimes you've got to do that, right? I mean, you've got to take the risk. I think a couple weeks ago, I took Trubisky and yep. I forget and who it you, was and it worked. It was like ninety six. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got eighty nine points off of that. So.
0: Yeah, but and yeah. it worked out.
1: This is fun, dude. This studs versus duds is a great. I, I like this. This is good stuff.
0: Yeah, I like that. It is fun. This one, uh, two drink made this game.
1: Nice. You two took drink.
0: Uh, no, that was week one. You took um, Wentz versus Mitch. Wentz. And that's yep. where I mean you. That's when Mitch did pretty good. Yeah.
1: I need to take Wentz as my stud every week, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then just and then just pick a dud because. Carson has been a little bit <laughs> underwhelming this year. Not not necessarily to his fault. He has no wide receivers and no offensive he, line. He
0: becomes so the du- the stud that but, we all want. That every we week. all pick. Yeah, exactly. Him or Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the matchup? Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, Brian, this has been a lot of fun as usual. We're getting out of here and back to our families a little later than we imagined. Yeah. But good times, man. Tell them who you are and all the great places to find you. Go out and get some of those t shirts that we talked about.
1: Yeah, buddy, for sure. Um, so uh, I'll mention the t shirts first. Again, ffpodshirts.storenv.com. Um, we've got uh, a, a bunch of different podcasts on there, but the main thing and the most important thing to us James the Brain. Uh, honor James's memory. Grab a t shirt, The Brainiacs. Join The Brainiacs. Um, 100% of the proceeds go to James's family. Yep. I'm Brian Haar, at Brian Har FF on Twitter. Uh, a co-host of this show, as well as the Superflex Super Show, um, you can trade atics pod. A, trade addicts pod. Jesus. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, you I'm trying know to keep it, the I'm voice. Trying, well, I'm trying to keep it to the to the Superflex stuff here <laughs> on the super flexible Pod. But yes, Brian Har, peace out. Always hit me up on Twitter uh, with any questions or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Appreciate you, Swags. Thank you, my oh, friend. You too, dude. I'm Swagzilla0g. This is Super Flexible Pod on Twitter. Follow us. Find us. If anybody talks to you from there, it's still To Drink. He's kicking it on the Twitterverse here and there. You'll see him around. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Don't talk.